At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Good show for you today. Danielle Alvari of the LA City Cast is going to join us. We'll talk to her a little bit about the national championship game. Uh, we'll get her thoughts on baseball season, see if she's got any bets in terms of baseball. And uh, we'll do some nets. We'll do some uh, playing scenarios because the East right now is fascinating in the NBA. But uh, I mentioned baseball and baseball is where we're going to start as I'm recording this on Sunday. And think about it. This is the last Sunday without baseball until November I mean really and you think about the next time we have a Sunday with no baseball it'll be November it'll be about what week eight week nine in the NFL the Jets will probably already two and seven uh we'll have completed an NBA playoffs we'll complete an NBA season it started another NBA season it, it's just it's amazing we'll have had an NFL draft an NBA draft uh you just think about all of the things uh, that will happen between now and the next time we have a Sunday without baseball. We'll have a whole NHL playoffs, whole NHL offseason. We'll start another NHL season. It just uh, it gives you an idea how long the baseball season is. And Last time we did a show was Thursday into Friday. We talked with Jeff Parles about how great the Mets were going to be. And late Thursday night, we got word that DeGrom dealing with shoulder tightness, which after everything last year, you think, all right. You know, maybe it's not the worst thing. Maybe it's precautionary. Maybe you know what he misses a start or so. But uh, right around Friday afternoon, four o'clock or so, you get the word that uh, can't say it's the worst news possible. But he's going to be shut down for a, m- a month. And uh, look, if you're a Mets fan, it's it's here we go again because 
Last time he threw a pitch last year was July 7th. And we kind of went through this, you know, sort of runaround here where it's, you know, it wasn't right away, hey, he's out for the year. It was two weeks from now, we'll, we'll reevaluate. Another two weeks, we'll reevaluate. Another two weeks, we'll reevaluate. And eventually, you just run out of weeks and you shut him down for the year. So uh, a month, he'll be reevaluated from now. That'll be, what, beginning of May? I mean, best case, absolute best case scenario, you know, ramp ups, simulated games. You know, no setbacks, which again, it's just going to be have something you're going to have to hold your breath here with this guy. I mean, as great as he is, it, it, you have to wonder now, uh, have we seen the best days of DeGrom here? So I would say best case scenario, you see him end of May, middle of June, somewhere in that time frame. Again, this is a, a tough question to answer, but, you know, there's a scenario here where you check him in a month. Uh, and then it's out. Oh, there's still something there. We'll give it a few more weeks, or he starts to throw, and then it, you know he feels something here, feels something there, and the elbow or the shoulder. It just, hey, you never know. It, you can't really count on him going forward. You really can't. And he, you know, he's due to get paid a lot. I don't know how you you line up and give this guy a lot of money. And it's just, uh, it's so it's tough for the Met fans. I feel bad for the Met fans. I feel bad, you know, for for people who took the over ninety and a half. And we'll get to the betting impact of this in one second. It's just. It's tough. The Mets had some juice. The Mets had some good vibes. You know, so they signed Scherzer, signed all those outfielders, Canha and, uh, you know, Escobar and then Marte. Uh, you know, I know Escobar's an infielder, but, you know, they, the Mets had obviously some juice here to get a, full, a healthy DeGrom back with Scherzer, trade for Bassett. The Mets were raring to go. You know, they deal with a lockout, get through that. It looked like that might be an issue. And, uh, boy, to have this happen right away. Is, uh, is a tough one. And then you deal with the fact that Scherzer might not even pitch opening day because he's dealing with a hamstring. Oh, my God. You can't even make it up if you're the Mets, uh, if you're a Mets fan. It's just, you know, I, I mentioned it to, to Mets fans I'm friends with. I, I think this team's going to be really good. I love this. I love that. And they're just like, just wait. There's always something bad happening to us. So, you know what? Maybe this is the worst of it. Maybe a month from now, he's all right. He's good to go. He's on the mound, you know, June 14th. And he's healthy the rest of the year. You could look at it glass half full. Hey, if he's going to miss some time, you know what? He can miss six weeks at the beginning of the year. We'll get through with it, you know, eight weeks, whatever it is. Uh, especially with the new expanded playoffs, most teams are going to make the playoffs. So whether you win the division or not, obviously there's an emphasis an emphasis on being one of the top two seeds. That gets you the buy. But you know what? If you're, you know, whatever, 87 and 75 and you make a wild card or, you know, you're 85 and whatever, have 85 wins and you make a wild card, you know, most of these teams, you're going to be in the playoffs regardless. And, you know, the, the whole idea is getting them healthy and keeping them healthy, which, you know, is not a given at this point. It's a little bit like, you know, in basketball, the Anthony Davis situation where it's just like you're always kind of holding your breath, wondering what's next, wondering if you can trust this guy. So tough for the Mets. The betting impact, uh, they were 90.5 before this. They are down to 88.5 wins at Bet River Sportsbook. They went from 11 to one to win the title to 17 to one to win the title. Uh, nine to one to win the National League. Now they were around what six to one or so before that, and plus 210 to win the NL East. That's actually would be the betting takeaway for me. You know, a lot of people are going to look at this and say, "All right, I'm going to bet Atlanta to win the division." Makes sense. I buy it. I actually think this might be a bargain here. Mets plus 210 to win the division. Let's say he misses, you know, seven, eight weeks. All right, you know what? Even if he's t you're two or three games back when you get him back, you still have a really good team. Plus 210 to me is good bang for your buck. And you have Bassett and you have, you would think Scherzer here. I don't, you wouldn't think it's too serious with Scherzer. From what he says, it's not too serious. Anytime you're missing stuff and you're, you know, you're having precautionary, uh, you know, 
starts missed already it's obviously concerned but let's just assume the best here please for for the sake you know the sanity of Mets fans let's just assume Scherzer's going to be okay my goodness uh Scherzer and Bassett's still really good they'll fill in the gaps otherwise you know looked like they were going to trade for Paddock for a minute this weekend that fell through uh Cohen will make a trade if necessary now in terms of winning a championship it's going to be really hard without a healthy DeGrom but you know could you compete and still win you know 92 93 games with you know half three quarters thereabouts of a season from DeGrom I think he could I think he could I think like I mentioned Lador I think will have a big year Alonzo's Alonzo I like some of the pieces they added they got speed at the top with Nimmo with Marte and like I said Bassett's really good and Scherzer Scherzer and who knows if you got another move coming down the pike so I would still lean over 80 and a half without knowing about DeGrom I'd probably lay off and just say you know what plus 210 to win the division uh is a pretty good bet and you know what Plus 1,700, you're buying low here. Best case scenario with DeGrom. If you get a healthy DeGrom and a healthy Scherzer in the playoffs, which I, is absolutely not a given. I wouldn't even call it a likelihood at this point. Um, but plus 1,700 uh, might be the time to buy the Mets. You, you buy them low, you buy them cheap. That's kind of the way to do things. So uh, plus 210 to win the division, plus 1,700 to win it all. Just hope for the best for DeGrom. And, you know, it's always it's hard enough to pick these games on their own. You know, to come on here and, and to, you know, act like a medical expert. Like, I think, you know, he's going to be healthy. He's not going to be healthy. I really don't know. It's just, boy, he, you know, he's in his, what, mid-30s. When when you start to have shoulder injuries, arm injuries, injuries seem to just beget other injuries. You know, you adjust your motion. Uh, you know, you're just, you're always kind of, it's like plugging holes in the dam. You plug one and another one pops up. So, I, I am not confident that DeGrom uh, is going to recover from this and just be healthy the rest of the year. But, if he is, those are pretty good numbers, and you got a really good team otherwise. So, hope for the best with Degrom. We'll see how it goes. Obviously, reevaluate re here in a month, uh, and we'll take it from there. That's the Mets scenario. Just a uh, just a brutal weekend for the Mets. Thursday night into Friday, you find out Degrom's hurt, and then Friday into Saturday, it was oh, by the way, Scherzer has a hamstring. He might not pitch Thursday on opening day uh, against the Nationals. They might go with an opener on opening day, which. Just, again, you can't make it up if you're the Mets, but might be a good time to buy low on them. Plus 1,700 to win it all, plus 210 to win the division at Bet River Sportsbook. Uh, Nets lost that heartbreaker Thursday to the Bucks as we transition to basketball before we get to Daniel Olivari. Fascinating Eastern Conference race here because four games left. They have the Rockets, the Knicks, the Cavs, and the Pacers. Those two are a gimme. They don't play on Monday. They don't play until Tuesday where they play the Rockets where they'll be about... You know, 17-point favorites here. The last week or so, the NBA is pretty tough with some of these teams that are tanking. Uh, so the East, the bottom of the East, the top of the East, again, this is a fascinating, fascinating race here uh, in the Eastern Conference as you have the Nets, who, as we speak, are the 10 seed, and they lose to the Hawks. They still have the tiebreaker against the Hawks, and they have the tiebreaker if it's a three-game uh, three-way tie between the Nets, the Hawks, and the Hornets. However, they don't have a tie, uh, a tiebreaker if it's just them versus the Hornets. So right now, Hawks 37 losses, and then the Nets and Hornets identical records 40 and 38. Uh, the Hornets schedule is not as easy. Uh, uh, they are Tuesday. They're at Miami, and followed by home for the Magic, which they'll win at Chicago. You know, 50-50 game probably at best. Home for the Wizards, which you could you would think they would win, not a given, but. Probably looking at two and two with the net schedule. Like I said, uh, you know, Rockets is a gimme. Pacers is a gimme. Maybe they lose to the Knicks. That game is the middle of this week. 
in in Madison Square Garden. The Knicks will be up for that game. The Knicks have played hard lately. They've played well. They'd love to knock the Nets out. Uh, that's one the Nets could lose, and then they play the Cavs, another game they could lose. But chances are the Nets are going to go three and one or four and zero here, and probably get the eight seed. I would think. I would think. However, the Hawks look. The Hawks have a do have a a leg up on them now. The Hawks are at the Raptors Tuesday, home for the Wizards, at the Heat, at the Rockets. That's either two and one, three and uh, you know two three and one, two and two, something like that. So it's going to be close. It's going to be close. The Nets could be the nine seed, which is just crazy. Again, not a death sentence, but it's a situation where you're going to have to you know go two and zero just to get in the playoffs here. So we'll keep an eye on that. Still plus six hundred to win the title at Bet Rivers. Again, my money would be on Milwaukee. I think we're looking at a Milwaukee. Uh, Phoenix rematch, Milwaukee, similar numbers here at Bet Rivers, plus 600 to win the title, although they've lost two in a row. Friday night, they give up a million points. They give up like 150 to the Clippers Friday. Then they lost Sunday to Dallas, both at home. So, uh, you know, both these, all, all these teams have had their issues. Nobody's really been consistent. But uh, again, if you're looking at just in terms of the odds, best bang for your buck, to me, Milwaukee is a much better bet uh, to win the whole thing. They are also plus 600 at Bet River Sportsbook. That's definitely the way I would go here. Plus 550, I should say. Nets are plus 600. Bucks are plus 550. And the Bucks are plus, plus 275 to come out of the East. I really like the Bucks. 275 to come out of the East. They're probably going to be in the conference finals. And if you got plus 275, you know, a plus 275 ticket and you got a team in the conference finals, uh, you can at least guarantee, you know, some profit in terms of that. So if you like the Nets, just play them series by series, round by round, bet them in the playing. Bet them in the first round. Bet them in the second round. Just keep betting them that way because uh, that's going to be the better bang for your buck. And I don't know that the Nets are winning a title. To me, they're just too small. They're not good enough defensively. Durant is as good as anybody. And to me, they can beat anybody. Other, I, I shouldn't say they can't beat Milwaukee, but to me, they, they're at least a coin flip against pretty much everyone else. Milwaukee's a sizable favorite against them, as we saw the other night. Just Milwaukee's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, a lot tougher. They'll kill them on, on the glass. Uh, you know, they don't have anybody to guard Giannis. If you put Durant on them, that really, you know, tires them out on the other end. So should be a fun playoffs. We're coming down the stretch here. Final week of the NBA season. Opening day on Thursday. The Masters this week. Great week of sports. Great time of the year for sports. Uh, I'm excited for it. We'll root for the best here in terms of the Mets and, and their health. Uh, and the Yankees get going this week too as well. So a lot to do, a lot of sports ahead of us. But coming up next, Danielle Alvari on the national title game because we still got some college basketball going on. So that is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. No more football? No problem. Bet River Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and more. Don't miss out on Bet River's many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast. With more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. Must be 21 or older, available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. And before we get to Danielle, just real quick, Bet Rivers does have some interesting specials here for the national title game. North Carolina and Kansas both to score over 75 and a half points. That's plus 215. Figure both teams like to go up and down. Fast-paced game. Uh, look, if you don't have a, a play in the game, if you don't have, you know, a, a real conviction in terms of, you know, spread or total, 
you want to just sit back and root for a high-scoring game. You get plus 215 for both teams to kind of light it up tonight. That's not terrible there. Plus 215, that's actually probably worth a bet. I, I like that one. Uh, over 17.5 total three-pointers made, plus 100. Again, same kind of thing. You want to just sit there and root for people to, to hit some shots, make some threes, figure a lot of possessions, a lot of pace. Uh, you know That might be a good one and a fun one to root for. And then Kansas, plus 145 to win both halves. Hey, if you like Kansas in the game, why not? I mean, you don't have to sit there and sweat out the four. You can just win each each half by a point, each half by you know two points, and you're good to go. Maybe you don't cover the four, but maybe you win both halves. That is plus 145. So, again, go to BetRivers.com, download the BetRivers app to check out all their daily boosts, daily specials, and... Look, if you're not taking advantage of this stuff, you're just you're, you're doing it wrong. They offer so many odds boosts, so many daily specials that, hey, they uh, they want your business. So so go to betrivers.com and and take advantage of these offers. And uh, you know, th there's good ones out there, and a couple of these tonight uh, are fun to root for, and you know, you get some plus money on some of these. Crossover time, Danielle Alvari, the great Danielle Alvari, I should say, of the LA City Cast. It's more like it. Da that, that's, I know. You had to fix it. And I think it's time, Danielle, as we say hello, to give both of us some credit. Because three weeks ago, we both said on this podcast, North Carolina, to win the title uh, was a good sleeper. Uh, I think I might have said it. You might have said it. It's really not important who said it. I, it the important thing is one of us said it. And we should we both get credit for it. I think we need to go to the tape. I think we need to go to the receipts. Because I remember one Will Hill... Uh, not the Will Hill, but Will Hill giving me quite a hard time for pointing them out in this bracket. I think I said I would book it for you. You said Carolina was was a was a sleeper to win it all. To be fair, as I was just kidding uh, in that open, you said North Carolina was a sleeper to win it all. After I got done laughing at you, I offered to book you. That's that's actually what happened. And now look where we are. And now there are. So obviously you're raking in a lot of money because you must have obviously put some good money down with your, you know, bold predictions. You know how much I love to bet futures. There's, there's nothing I nothing I love more than to tie my money up, especially because I have so much of it. You know, it's just an excess. So I just look for futures that I can tie my money up in. So this, yeah, this is troubling. So you didn't bet it at all. I did not bet it, but it's okay because I did bet uh, one future that was a long shot that already hit in the month of March. And that, that just about does it for me. But apparently, you, I, sh apparently I should hit? have been betting all of them. Uh, it was the ACC or SEC tournament. Um, let me go back. It was Virginia Tech. Yeah, it was Virginia Tech to win. Oh, okay. To win their, I mean, uh, yeah, which was nine to one. So that's a good call. I mean, this was probably, I forget what they were before the tournament. Yeah. Oh, probably very here, but 80, 90 to one, probably hundred to one, something like that. I mean, yeah. they were an eight seed. They were only a two or three point favorite that first game against Marquette. Remember they beat them by like 30. Then they were a six point underdog against Baylor. So boy, if you just, uh, if you just bet them on the money line, how often over, are you, you doing that? Cause you bet futures. I don't as much. How often are you taking 80 to hundred to ones besides golf? No, not as much, especially in the tournament. I've learned it's better to just bet it round by round if you're really mm -hmm. committed to something. But, you know, I wasn't really sold on too much uh, in this tournament as much as I thought it was wide open. This is pretty shocking. I, I guess it's not if you, you know, just kind of backtrace it. I think January 22nd is the date where it kind of turned around for them. They've been one of the best teams in the country. So you were on to something. Uh, that's a hell of a call. And, look, I, I got to give them a shot tomorrow night. You know what they remind me a little bit of is, is the Bengals where – you just feel like if you're betting against them, you're kind of betting against destiny at this point. They're just on such a magic carpet ride. They, you know, they win every game. 
Uh, that, I really did not think they were getting off the mat against Duke. The, just Duke kept hitting shot after shot the other night, and boy, Carolina just kept responding. That was a hell of a game. I, I kind of lean towards Carolina tomorrow night. Where are you at with this game tomorrow? Uh, Kansas, Carolina. Bet Rivers has his four and a half. Kansas is the favorite. So my gut is is I want to take something like Kansas minus four. We know this was three and a half. Then after the Duke and Villanova games, obviously, then this move to four, four and a half. I'm seeing four and a half at most spots now, but I saw fours earlier in the day on Sunday. I like the idea of Kansas here, but I was against North Carolina in their last game versus Duke. I, did, I thought there was no way that they were going to – I mean, I, I took the points with them, but still – I was very shocked to see that they've been able to sustain this hot streak that they're on. Um, there was that turning point for them at the end of the season, but I don't think, I think that I've just been shocked that they've been able to keep up the shooting that they've been able to keep up, but then it makes sense with the talent they have on their roster. And that was kind of what I was alluding to when we talked about this leading up to the final four. I said, it's going to be all of these blue blood programs. Is that going to make it less exciting? And UCLA blue blood program, but not all the blue chip talent that we're seeing in this actual final four. So to me, and this is probably just me being sour as a UCLA fan, I want to see something who's like a team that's very good at college basketball because it's a college basketball championship. And instead, I feel like we're seeing like G League, <laughs> like not quite in the NBA players yet. And so with North Carolina, I don't think this is a better coach team. I don't think this is a team that runs better offense or anything like that necessarily. I think that this is a group of superstars and we're seeing them perform at a level they're going to have to to be able to be at the next level. Yeah. Have you made any bets on the game tomorrow yet? I'm thinking, you know, no, I, I, I like Kansas minus two in the first half is something I've considered playing, but we talked about this at the women's championship that was on Sunday. I asked you on Saturday, I said four and a half seems oh. like a lot for a championship game, but no South Carolina just about crushed that one. So definitely not the same situation, yeah, but four was not enough. My goodness. That game was a, uh... You know, that, that felt like a, tr a little bit of a trap. Not that I had a great opinion on it because I think a lot of us that don't watch women's college are like, hey, UConn getting four? You know, Oriyama's never lost the title game. Yeah. There was a reason they were getting four. South Carolina basically got uh, every offensive rebound uh, in sight. That was just brutal to watch. UConn made some runs, but never really in the game. Yeah. How much, too, of, of the handicap is, like, who is in a position that I don't want to say wants it more, but – is in kind of a revenge position, if you will, because if you don't know the storylines, it's like South Carolina lost to Stanford. Aaliyah Boston, who was the star of that South Carolina game, I mean, obviously alongside her her teammate Destiny Henderson actually lit it up as well, but she missed this crucial layup and it cost them the championship. And they came back with such a vengeance this year. It was like never a question. They were the favorite all year. They had the best team, best winning percentage, toughest schedule. Um, so that's the kind of thing that I almost wish I had paid more attention to going to this game because I knew that there were numbers were all there that South Carolina was this dominant team but I thought oh UConn like you know they made it this far but there were gaps there were holes we could see in this UConn team even leading up to this game there was missed defensive coverage bad tur turnovers bad fouls that led me to say this is not the UConn team that's going to win a championship but people look at history and go oh Gino's 11-0 in championship games but they forget that they haven't won one since 2016 and they've made the final four every year since then but they haven't been able to break through and I think that's a good sign for women's basketball I think more elite teams are coming to the top now and it's not just a UConn um dominant performance every time 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, like you said, 2016, where they're mm-hmm. not just winning the Final Four, going undefeated. They had a senior class that won the championship every year, and they're winning the Final Four games by 30, 40 points. Like, that's not fun to watch. I don't care. It's not no. about mid-women. Nobody wants to watch that. So uh, I agree. It's it's definitely more uh, competitive. It's more entertaining. And, you know, we saw Krzyzewski coaches last game. Ooh. I mean, how much longer for Oriema? You look at – that was one of my takeaways from watching these games this weekend. You look at him, he just like – Man, he feels kind of old. Doesn't he look kind of old? It looks like he's just kind of... Well, he's Italian. I think his hair turns gray earlier than others, to be fair. Yeah, like he's got kind of this long hair deal going where, I don't know, it just I guess we're all getting older. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Actually, the people I was watching the game with, they were like, it's funny because if you watch UConn's coach, it's like he just looks sped up. He rolls his eyes. He looks kind of like, oh, come on, guys. But Dawn Staley is like yelling at her players when they have a turnover and they're up by 12. So it's just yeah. very different coaching styles and like the youth versus the age of he's like, oh, guys, come on. We're UConn. You know better than this. And Dawn Staley just getting on her team even as they're up by so much. So... I just think that that was a kind of an interesting contrast as well. It definitely seemed like one of these coaches wanted this championship more. It always looks like Gino looks so laid back, and I don't know if that's a result of him getting older and, you know, he's kind of set his legacy with this now and is at a time where he is starting to think about retirement. Well, yeah, because anybody that knows anything about Oriema, he is the opposite of laid back. At least that's always been his mm-hmm. reputation. So maybe he, you know, he, he's getting a little older. He, you know, he's won his championships. Maybe he's on, uh, he's certainly on the back nine. I think, you know, I think it was the end of the first quarter they interviewed him. Like, yeah, what'd you think of his performance? He's like, it's going to get a lot worse if we don't play better. I mean, he was kind of <laughs> detached from the whole situation. Right. Uh, they did cut it to six. They had some opportunities late in the first half to, yeah. to get it even closer, but. Uh, I think we spent enough time on that one. Any any pick tomorrow? It sounds like you're leaning Kansas. I don't have. I probably won't have anything major in this game. I, I lean North Carolina, but not going to be a big bet. Yeah, I don't want to bet full game against North Carolina again. I did that in the Duke game. Um, in some regards of some of the bets I made, but uh, the Final Four did not go well for me. The Elite Eight did. The Final Four did not go well. So you would think that this would be my chance to win things back. But I think this spread is too difficult to to really decipher to pick a side. I think Kansas is more than capable of covering four and a half. But North Carolina has been disproving people left and right this whole tournament. So it's not really a side I want to be on. I like the idea of Kansas minus two in the first half because I do think what we've been seeing from UConn is them, or excuse me, UNC, is them coming back in the second half with, miraculous three-pointers as opposed to leading the whole game yeah and i think people play the results on this so i don't really know which way to go with it people are going to say if kansas wins it's going to be unc was tired it's an emotional hangover and Mm -hmm. they weren't ready so that's why kansas won and if unc wins we'll say well they rode that momentum where they rode that momentum kansas uh you know they weren't battle tested which i think there's some truth to that's one you know concern with kansas that you look at their really well, the Creighton in the second round, they had a bunch of injuries. Oh, then within Providence the tournament. Was I was going to say their strength yeah. of schedule, though, during oh, the regular season. Oh, yeah, that's season. different. No, yeah. but just they've had, a, they've had a really easy path in this tournament. I mean, Nova without more. Miami was a 10 seed. It was really not you know an Elite Eight caliber team, although you could say UNC had St. Peter's. But look, UNC just got by Duke. So mm-hmm. I don't know which way to go with it. I'm sure people will play the results either way. There's the idea that you know UNC is going to be fatigued going into the game where Kansas, you know, not only they play the early game Saturday, but they didn't really have to sweat. Mm. They're kind of, you know, rested, ready to go here. I, I don't know which, you know, really side I buy on that. I do lean to the four and a half, probably be a small bet, but I don't know. I'm not too excited for the game. Are you, are you like, no, that's dying what I'm for saying. This, this final tomorrow? four yeah, was not. boring to me. And, and I mean, that's hard to say. I know we're watching the next stars of the NBA, I guess, in this, but um, it's, it's not that exciting to me. And also, 
What did you think of these totals? Because I think people liked looking at unders in at least one of these games in the Final Four, and Kansas blew that out, obviously. And I know there was just unprecedented shooting from their side. Yes. Um, but we're seeing a total now at 152 for this game, 152.5. It opened at 153.5. Do you think we'll see a tighter game because it's a championship game, defensive matchup kind of thing? Because I think both of these teams like to play up-tempo. Yeah, it's a good point. It, it's another one where you can kind of look at it both ways. We mm -hmm. say, you know what, it's a title game. They're going to come out tight, methodical. But but again, both teams like to run. And I think we saw that with yeah. Kansas Nova. You look at it, Kansas Nova and say, all right, Nova's got to slow it down. They're shorthanded. They got to play slow. Well, Kansas is the better team. Kansas says, you know what, I know you want to play slow, but we want to play fast and we're going to dictate the, the pace. And, you know, once they got a lead, Nova couldn't afford to play slow. So, uh, yeah, I, I would probably lean towards the over. Just I, I do think both teams will, will look to play fast there. Maybe there will be an opportunity to bet live in game. You know, you could bet these games live uh, yes. in play and, and bet the totals that way. Wasn't sure if you're aware of that, but you could definitely do that if, if you know the opportunity arises. You give me such a hard time about live betting, and I've been trying to really force my hand into making some pre-flop bets. And they've not been going well. So just let me live bet. Let me live. Live Will. bet's much better. Live just betting is much better. Let me live bet. Let me live. You know what you're doing. Live betting is much better. Yeah. it's uh, For basketball, it's been far and away the best for me. I'm not saying you can't win with it in the NFL, but for me, it's been in basketball just essential. I don't know if it's because you need to see the rhythms of the game, how it's actually playing out. Which, by the way, can I ask you real quick? I missed this game on Friday because I was watching the Women's Final Four. The Clippers, 153 yeah. points versus the Bucks B team. I know Giannis wasn't in, but my goodness. Yeah, we're getting After weird here. back to still, back. It's the last week of the year. We're getting weird here. We had the Thunder win is like plus 800 underdogs against the Clippers <laughs> Sunday night. Uh, or no, the, uh, against the Suns Sunday night. It, right. There's some weirdness. If there's ever a time to just take some money lines, you know, underdogs this last week. Now, you, you got some of these tanking teams where you're just kind of throwing your money away. But look, Oklahoma City was tanking, and they, and they won by a million points. So it's going to be a lot of jockeying for positioning this final week. There's mm -hmm. going to be a lot of uh, kind of shenanigans here the last week or so. But... It'll be fun. Should be a fun playoff. Should be a fun last week to see, you know, these first four teams. It looks like Miami's going to be the one seed. They actually won in Toronto Sunday. How about uh, they that? were down? Yeah, they were down and they came back. But other than that, Philly, Milwaukee, Boston all have the same amount of losses, and then Brooklyn's right there for the playing spot. Now their schedule gets a little easier here, but not impossible. They end up as a nine seed. I still think they'll find their way to an eight, but a lot still to be decided. How is it that? At the start of this season, the Lakers and the Nets were the odds-on yeah. favorites to win this, and now the Lakers virtually out of playoffs, like virtually out, of, like not even, They're not done. officially, but officially. Uh, done. And the Nets vying for a playing spot. How does that happen with the talent that was supposed to be on these rosters? And then even, I don't think Harden's been great with the Sixers no. just yet. So no. what is going on with all these star teams, star power players? Well, Westbrook was shot, and mm. you know, LeBron and Davis got hurt. I mean, think about LeBron. He's been with the Lakers four years. Three of the four years, he's had injuries. Yeah. The one year he was healthy, they won a title. But the one year he was healthy, they had a four-month shutdown because of COVID. So mm. now he's still really, he's still great when he plays. I'd say you know 80, 90 percent of his peak. But it's he's what 37, 38 years old, something like that. 30, I think he's 30. I think he just turned 30, 38 maybe. Um, yeah, it's just staying on the court and staying healthy. Davis is always banged up. Westbrook's been a disaster. The rest of the roster is just a trash fire. When you and look at old. old, they're slow. Old. They can't shoot. Uh, other than that, they're really good. But, I mean, the, the Avery <laughs> Bradleys, the, the Dwight out. Howards of the world, it's brutal. I mean, they have a good five or six players that might retire at the end of the year. When you look at Ellington, Dwight Howard, Avery Bradley, 
Russ should retire. Russ is due to make $47 million oh, next year. Can you imagine that? $47. It's $47 million for that guy. It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, get your money, but this is not a championship team. But not, not the way it's built. Not, I mean... And the well, they're going to try to ship him, but I don't know how you I don't know how you get him off the team. But they're going to try to. Who wants that contract? Who wants that? No, it, they'll have to take somebody else's bad contract. And yeah. I think this summer it opens up because remember they traded all their picks for New Orleans. Mm -hmm. They can trade their 2029 pick now <laughs> and one other pick and try to so get LA. something. It's yeah, just it's, like the Dodgers. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Just like the Rams, we don't care about yeah. first round picks here. No, and it's okay as long as you're winning, but. Uh, I don't know where else you go for talent. You're strapped in terms of a cap. The Rams, the cap doesn't seem to apply to the Rams. Rams just sign, you know, a Hall of Famer basically every other week with Wagner and and who knows. But I don't know. The Lakers are pretty much boxed in. The Nets, uh, to go back to the Nets, mm -hmm. I really think if Kyrie just gets vaccinated, and I hate talking about vaccines more than anything. If Kyrie just gets vaccinated, I think Harden stays, and I think they're, you know, he just didn't want to deal with the if, drama of it. I think yeah, he got annoyed. I, he got annoyed. That's not an opinion. That's you know basically that's reading some of this stuff that I, I forget. I think it was Howard Beck who uh, did a story on it. He said he texted somebody close to Harden. You know what's the deal? Why is he upset? And he got a text back right away, and it was one word, and it was Kyrie. So he got annoyed with it. Uh, I think Harden has been quoted as saying, "Hey, I'll give him the shot myself," something like that. So you know, not having Durant for a lot of the games, Kyrie missing most of the first, you know, first half of the season. Kyrie's barely played and, and we're seeing him now having to play uh, a full schedule. He hasn't played as well. Yeah. Harden got annoyed and the, the thing kind of fell apart. Durant got hurt and I still wouldn't count him out. I think they can beat just about anybody except Milwaukee. I do think Milwaukee's a little too big for them with Holiday and Middleton and Giannis. They'll just out-rebound the Nets, but look, anybody else, you got Durant in a series, you got a chance. So, uh, should be a fun playoffs. Any futures kind of catch your eye? Oh, you know how much I love them. Uh, no, I was going to ask you who you like right now. I mean, obviously you speak very highly of the Bucks. That seems like the team to beat, obviously, from the East, from the West. Is it the Suns for you? Yeah, it's probably a rematch. Which is like, it's kind of chalky, right? It's not that exciting. Yeah. You'd like someone to come. What's up with Miami? I mean, Miami seems to be playing well. I haven't been following them very closely. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm They're not right sold. now. Plus 450 to win the East on Bat Rivers. 10 to 1 to win the championship. They're behind the Warriors, the Nets, the Bucks, the Suns. I feel like there's a lot of confidence still in the Warriors that we haven't seen. I mean, is it just a health issue for the Warriors at this point? Once we have all these guys back and healthy, Draymond's back, yeah, all these people. Clay looks shot and Curry's yeah. hurt. I don't buy it with the Warriors. I no. agree. That price is too that price is not long enough. Mm -mm. And you mentioned Miami. Yeah, they're, they're going to be the one seed. They could see the Nets in the first round. I mean, how much fun is that if you got to play Durant in the first round? They could be an underdog as a one seed in the first round. So yeah. I, I think it's another scenario where if you like you know, some of these teams, you're better off just playing them round by round. I've been saying that Nets price is way too short. I mean, they might have to go through a double play in. They're plus 600 right now. You might have to have a, a play in, another play in, just to get into the main draw and be the eight seed. So, um, yeah, I think it's a Milwaukee a Milwaukee Phoenix rematch, which I mean, that's chalky, but it, mm. it usually is chalk in the NBA. The Clippers have played well. I don't, I mean, Kawhi, have, is there an update on Kawhi? Does Kawhi exist somewhere doing rehab? If they could ever get I Kawhi think back, which I don't think they will. I mean, it would be hilarious. It would be like fanfare if he did come back at this point. It's been pretty clear from, I mean, anybody from Ty Lu to higher up in the organization any anything you read anywhere has been do not expect Kawhi back this season yeah but he's so secretive we don't know but I mean I just think there's no what is the benefit to of him coming back is there a chance that he tries to come back all of a sudden out of the woodwork if the Clippers actually can get a deep run into this because Paul George is back 
all of a sudden their offense is firing on all cylinders. Clippers don't look terrible. So no, they look good. George looked good his first game back. They beat Utah. It was kind of a deja deja vu that playoff game. Yeah. I remember uh, they were down. They were up three two, and um, you know Kawhi and was was out. I think George was out too for the Clippers in that game. And the Clippers just came from way back to beat the Jazz in the playoffs. Same kind of thing last week. So best supporting uh, cast this year. I know it's the yeah, Grammys. Yeah, done a good Sunday, job. But... Lou's a really good coach. Ty Lue is a really good coach. He's not going to win Coach of the Year, but he's a really good coach. Yeah, it's interesting too. We hear about like Joel Embiid, obviously, when the MVP conversation comes up. But I don't feel us talking about the Sixers that much as it pertains to the championship. It seems yeah. more like it's about the Bucks, and then even um, Jokic, right? Like we're looking at him, and people are talking about him with the MVP. And I mean, down the board, twenty-five to one is the team. Well, so who's the, I mean, who's their second best player? I mean, that team is mm -hmm. just who's the, they don't really have anybody. That's why what he's doing is so incredible. He's really doing it. He's with, literally the most valuable kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like a G League squad. He's uh, our buddy Ryan Rosty, and I, I feel bad because he had Nova twenty six to one to win it all. And, I know. And I don't. It. I don't believe he hedged. No, he our, didn't. Against which my I better advice. Just, uh, just wrote it out. Yeah, sure. Uh, listen, if you want to have fun, you listen to me. If you want to win money, you listen to Will. Probably. It's not even about like he's, which I understood his point of it, and I think. Yeah, Look, you can always look at these both ways, and it's always easier after the fact. But you know what? You can make some money off your investment. And just put it towards your next future and, and put some money in your pocket for next time. But like I said, it's always easier to say after and, you know, Monday morning quarterback. But I have to got, say, I yeah. would hedge it with the injury. Like Villanova was playing yeah. so, so shorthanded. We know they're running yes. a six-man rotation. They lose one of their starters. That's when I hedge. It, it, it's not yes. necessarily because I think they're going to lose to that team. It's that they're playing so shorthanded. That's when I'm like, okay, now it's not even really a fair fight. And he's got Embiid forty to, I think forty to one and fifty to yeah. one to win the MVP for not a small amount of money. I mean, it's not a fortune, but I think Jokic is like minus three fifty now at Bet River Sportsbook to win the MVP. It looks like Jokic is going to win it, which uh, t tough spot for your boy there. I always say that betting for me is like double dutch. It's like knowing when to get in. And I'm I'm still learning that rhythm for futures, I think. That's the thing, is like I want to bet them at the start of the season, right? But then it seems like there's better opportunities mid-season sometimes. So I think that's been kind of the struggle for me with futures is when do I want to bet it? Because oftentimes I bet them and then all of a sudden I'll get way longer odds mid-season and I go, oh my gosh, like UCLA was a good example. At the start of the season, ranked really high. I thought, let me just put a futures ticket in my pocket to have. And then, you know, as the season goes on, they were just ranked so high to begin with, they were, of course, going to fall off a bit, and they could have got way better odds midseason. So it's kind of that double dutch, when do I get in, when do I not? I've never heard that expression, double dutch. Um, That's because you weren't – what were you doing at, at recess, man? I, not learning about this, apparently. Booking odds in the corner, like Maybe, throwing dice. <laughs> throwing dice while I'm over there doing jump rope. Probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, DA, I think uh, I think you have a podcast to do, and I have a podcast to do. This was fun. We'll do it again soon. What, what's your final pick for tomorrow? Sounds like you're leaning Kansas. I'm going to go Kansas minus two first half. Lock it in. All right. And they, win, and they win the championship? I don't know. Look at this Tar Heels team. Just shoot a couple threes and walk away with a win whenever they want. I mean, what do you do with that? Yeah. Take the points. I feel I North know. Carolina. I get, maybe I think North Take Carolina might points. beat them. I don't know. championship game. Who are you going to root for tomorrow? I don't know. I guess Kansas because because the Tar Heels knocked out the Bruins. I guess Kansas. Yeah. This is not a fun one for me. I don't think this is this is very fun, but we'll see. 
this is really not going to be a fun one for you too, especially if UNC wins it all and you're on record saying, hey, I like North Carolina before the tournament is a sleeper <sighs> to win it all. They win it all and you don't make a red cent off it. That's a tough one. I, you know I what? Second year one. into betting here, Will, there's many, many years for me to, to start okay. actually putting down some money on these. Now that I see I'm so good at it, now, yes. I, now I know. Yeah, you just got a little more confidence. You can't have me bringing you down and, and mocking you for these picks that end up being brilliant. Yeah, that's a good learning lesson for all of us. Yes. All right, DA. Danielle Alvari, the LA City Cast. Appreciate you coming on. Nice talking to you. Thanks so much, Will. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Danielle Alvari. Enjoy the national title game. Just a few days away from baseball. Uh, I'm going to go with North Carolina. If you can get the four and a half, I think this line is going to kind of ping pong back and forth between four and a half and four. If you can get the four and a half, I do think it'll be a close game. What the hell? I'll say Carolina wins it. Again, you could tell by my voice, uh, by the tone of my voice, I don't have a lot of conviction. Not going to be a big bet in this game. I think the line's about right, but uh, it's been a hell of a ride for Carolina. So four and a half is a lot. Figure tight game, you know, come down to the last possession or two. So uh, I'll take Carolina here plus the four and a half. So we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.